Well, hello again, and welcome to another episode of the Hyperion Adventures Podcast. I'm Tom. As always, I'm with my gorgeous, wonderful Halloween season loving wife and co-host, Michelle. <laughs> Thank you, sweetie. Hi, everybody. So good to have you with us. We are recording this episode on Sunday, October 25th. 2020 we are in halloween week and it finally here in southern california feels a little bit like fall if you believe it or not i know it's been so hot for so long and suddenly we've gotten some nice cooler weather we even had a little bit of sprinkles this morning yeah a little drizzle yeah it's been cloudy a little bit and you know, some people might be saying, why are you cheering for that? But it's actually kind of <laughs> nice after it's been in the 90s right. here for the last oh, couple months, you know, up to pushing 100 some days. So it's nice to kind of have Definitely. that balance off and actually feel a little bit like fall. That's right. Yeah. Helps with the season. Yeah. So thank you for joining us today. In the future, you can find us most everywhere you get podcasts. However, the very best place to find us is on our own website, HyperionAdventuresPodcast.com. And while you're there... Why not sign up for our newsletter? Please sign up for the newsletter. We have lots of stuff that we put out there for you every single week. Just a lot of Hyperion Adventures fun. What we have going on with our episodes, our Disney dishes, recipe of the week... Uh, connections to our YouTube channel, and what new categories we have for our Hyperion Adventures Disney Hall of Fame as well. That's right. And every once in a while, we throw in some special treats that nobody else hears about. Yeah, last week, if you had signed up for the newsletter, you got that script that Walt Disney originally uh, read for the Haunted Mansion at one point. So we sent that out to everybody who subscribed to the newsletter. So sometimes we have fun stuff like that for you as well. So please sign up. Uh, We also love uh, connecting with you on social media. We're as active as we possibly can be on social media. <laughs> We're kind of busy regularly, especially Michelle. Uh, but we uh, try and get out there and be as active as possible. And the fun thing about social media is you don't really know who you're going to get, <laughs> but it's always a fun game to kind of figure out who is this person that's responding to me right. or putting out this tweet <laughs> or this post on Facebook or whatever. You, sometimes it's Michelle. Sometimes it's me. You can probably figure it out, but it's a fun game to play just the same. I know. I know. We like to divide and conquer so we can be out there as much as possible. We really enjoy interacting with everybody. Definitely, definitely. If you want to follow us on social media, we're on Twitter at Hyperion Podcast, Facebook, Instagram, and Pinterest at Hyperion Adventures Podcast. We do have a YouTube channel. Hopefully you're watching some of these episodes on YouTube because we put in some extra content and you know, sometimes you just want to see how lovely Michelle <laughs> is. Again, uh, just as I mentioned last week, my hair is growing and growing and growing <laughs> as I've gone more than three months now without a hair cut so you can kind of track the progress of that as well (laughs) Uh, if you want to find us on youtube uh, just do a search for hyperion adventures podcast hit subscribe and then whenever we have a new video you will be the first to know and if you ever want to contact us connect with us for any reason you can always hit us up at our gmail account hyperion adventures podcast at gmail.com right feel free to give any input any feedback questions anything we want to be interactive with you as we've said and Mm -hmm. we want to make this the podcast that you enjoy coming to listen to. Exactly. And uh, the best way to know what you want is to connect with us and tell us, you know, this is, I like that episode that you did. Oh, you know, I, I'd like some more of these types of episode or suggest some topics for us, you know, that you might be interested in. We'd love, we are always are up for more topic suggestions for sure. Exactly. So um, speaking of topics, uh, we, as I mentioned just a little bit ago, are in our 
period where we're going through nominations for our Hyperion Adventures Disney Hall of Fame. And we have a new category for you that's closing out today. Uh, so we do have our final nominations that will go on our final ballot coming up here in just a few weeks near the end of November uh, through December. Uh, and the category for this one was Best live action film anything under the disney umbrella fell into this it could be star wars it could be the muppets it could be marvel it could be indiana jones which is yes now <laughs> under the disney umbrella uh, and we do have some finalists here but first let's get to our list of the movies that we nominated as well michelle let's start with you her lists are always the best list, of course so i don't know about that you know it, it was really really tough um, narrowing it down to five, especially since it was such a broad topic, you know. Yeah. It's, I'm, I'm almost. Wondering. I didn't. I didn't narrow it down to five. Surprising. Uh, so just so you know. Oh, see, I did. I don't. Know. There's some rumor out there that I sometimes cheat on my list length. Cheat. I don't know how people cheat. would even cheat. think that. <laughs> cheat is such a rough term for it. Uh, exploit. Uh. Yeah. <laughs> Bend the rules slightly. I let's guess, just say. I guess. But I, I was on it this time. Uh, so in no particular order for my five live action, mm -hmm. um, I have Pirates of the Caribbean or Pirates of the Caribbean, <laughs> however you want to. You uh, sail to the Caribbean. You go on the Pirates of the Caribbean. Caribbean that's true. Yes. Uh, Curse of the Black Pearl. Yes. And uh, old school. 20,000 Leagues Under the oh, Sea. Oh, that is old school. Very it nice. It is. I just yeah. thought, you know, that was kind of, you know, one of the earlier ones. We've been out to the Walt Disney Studios in Burbank and been to the um, to the actual studio where they filmed it. It's just impressive to mm -hmm. think how they made that film in that small, compact location. Right. You know, it's like, <laughs> yeah. what? Um, it's impressive to see how they pulled that off, right? for sure. Exactly. Um Black Panther. Oh, yeah. You know, I mean, definitely. Right. I, you know, when I was really looking at all the, even including Marvel and everything, I have to say that's, that's always been my favorite uh, Marvel mm. movie. So, so good. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. Uh, remember the Titans. Oh, I that's think, a good one. Thanks. Yeah. I don't think it gets a lot of recognition, yeah. but it, it really is a powerful film, uh, an emotional film, and, um, you know, really touches on some really important aspects um but it's also a feel-good film yeah disney has some really good uh based on a real story a true story right. um sports movies that uh, i really enjoy and that's a that's a really good one that's oh, a good choice you. Good, thank good you job. good job uh and the last one it's really tough for me to to narrow it down to five but um i again went old school in a in a movie that has a lot of feelings associated with that and that would be old yeller <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> uh, that ending uh, <laughs> not exactly a feel good ending but uh, it, is a, it is a classic it, for sure it definitely is a classic um, it was for me being reintroduced through Disney Plus of a lot of the old movies that I may have seen or may not have seen and seeing how some of these characters you know Fess Parker for example uh -huh. who we've seen in um, Dave, Davy Crockett right. and, um, you know to see him in this and yet in, in some of the other characters that have been in other Disney features that they weren't so typecasted. You know, I, I, it didn't like some movies when I see somebody who's been in another movie, it, it's almost like, Oh, I, I can't get past who they are. And that I didn't feel that way with this. 
And hey, it's a movie with a dog. Yeah. <laughs> it's a old yellow dog. Beautiful dog. Yeah. 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 So. Pouring one out for old yellow. <laughs> I know. Uh, yeah, it's a great choice. Great oh, list. Thank uh, you. Michelle's list always the best list. Uh, my list, well, uh, and typical Hyperion Adventures podcast tradition, I went ahead and have more than five here. <laughs> I know. Shocker. <laughs> uh, so I'll start with a, a movie that I feel is actually, you know, because of the fact that it's, it's a couple years old and it's not on Disney Plus yet that I think it's kind of been lost in the shuffle a little bit and some people have maybe forgot about it, but I feel it's a really, really good movie with really, really good music and that is Mary Poppins Returns. Really? Um, I've, I've think that it's yeah you know, like again I, I think it's been a couple years now and it's not on disney plus so people aren't seeing it as frequently but once it gets there and they're being able to check it out again and remember that it actually is a really good movie that uh, it will be back and people will be talking about it right. once again so. i mean it is a great movie maybe it's still because it's very young yeah could be for could a hall be. of fame could be yeah whatever <laughs> Uh, I also wanted to get a Muppets film in there and I was debating because there are so many great Muppets Mm -hmm. films but uh, we were just watching this the other day I'm like this one should be on there and it was kind of the um, rebirth of the Muppets Mm -hmm. in many ways when Jason Segel kind of took them and and led them back and it looked like there was going to be this resurgence of the Muppets again unfortunately it's kind of fallen to the wayside but the Muppets um, the one that was just released a few years back I think is a really really good movie with really right. great music and a charming story and and one that uh, deserves to possibly at least be voted on for the Hall of Fame. Right I agree it, it it was very close to making my list definitely on my honorable honorable mentions like you said it, it really was a touching film uh, and it you know, it did include the Muppets, but it had, you know, the the other actors in it also played a predominant role in it. And so it was, it definitely, I and think, it, deserves. It showcased a lot of the things we love about the Muppets. There right. are a lot of cameos in it, but there also, there is the actual Muppet show in there. You know, you know right. it's a special exactly. Muppet show, but there is the Muppet show and just uh, some of the things we love. And so I, I really thought Good they choice. were going to uh, pick take back off from there, but unfortunately they kind of lost their way again. Hopefully they find it and uh, get back to the Muppets we love so right. much. And I just think they just, there's so much to that they can unpack there that eventually they'll find the right formula and get the Muppets going exactly. again. So hashtag save the Muppets. Yeah. <laughs> uh, number four is yes. Uh, Pirates of the Caribbean curse mm-hmm. of the black pearl, just like Michelle. Uh, number three. Yes. Raiders of the lost Ark is a Disney umbrella movie. There is a new Indiana Jones movie coming eventually. Right. And I think Raiders of the lost Ark is the best of the batch so far uh, for number two. I have a two a and a two B, but they kind of <laughs> tie together. That's why. Uh, number two, uh, number two A is Rogue One, a Star Wars story. Rogue what? Yeah. <laughs> really surprised that wasn't on Michelle's list because she loves that film. Two uh, B is Star Wars Episode Four, A New Hope. Uh, they kind of go together if you know That's them. True. They, they really, you almost want, if you watch Rogue One, a Star Wars story, you almost want to watch A New exactly. Hope right afterwards because it's it, it just meshes right together. And finally, number one, yes, of course, it's Hamilton. <laughs> Hmm. Yes, that's a great one. I and I I kind of debated on it too because as as something that is on Disney Plus, I I would you know I love watching that and it definitely it rates really high. I think it because it was such a broad topic for me. I was trying to narrow things down and I said, okay, this more is a video playing of a play. <laughs> 
versus an actual film. And so that's how I psychologically dropped it from the list, but it's a good choice. Like I said, you know, there's plenty of criteria you can use to this. I didn't base it on anything specific. Mm -hmm. You know, you could have done all Marvel films, all Star Wars. You could have done all classic films as some people did. You could have just focused. I just want movies that are officially Disney and not some of these uh, side projects they've brought in. And that's fine. It's whatever you like it to be. I I wasn't trying to be very specific on it more than it just needs to be a live action film. That's it. So, and under the Disney umbrella, of course. And when, when I, I don't know why my brain was, when I was first making the list, the word action kind of like <laughs> was predominant in my brain. And I was like, okay, live action. So it has to be like an action kind of movie. <laughs> and I was like, oh, wait, no, I don't think that's the definition. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, so uh, those are our lists. Now, here are the films that are going to actually be on our final ballot. They received multiple nominations, so they will be on our final ballot when that comes out in the end of November, December, near the end of the year. Uh, so we'll start off with, yes, 20,000 Leagues Under the hey. Sea, the classic, did make it. Avengers Endgame did make it onto the Good. ballot. Uh, Black Panther, which almost made my yes. list, but it didn't quite get there. Uh, Black Panther deservedly makes it, and yes. they will be up for uh, vote. Uh, Captain America, the Winter Soldier, Ooh. another uh, fan favorite sure. Marvel film will be on there. Enchanted, which I, again, was almost on my list. Right. It's a wonderful Disney live action movie. One of my favorites. I'm glad it's going to get to be voted for on our yes. final ballot. That, that movie just really shouts Disney. It has all the elements. It has a great storyline, a princess and a prince and a villain and great music and dancing and it's just an all-around great Disney film yeah I agree it almost made my right it's it's fun because it's a Disney movie you know and it's a Disney princess movie that kind of pokes a lot of fun at uh, Disney's history and Disney's princess movies but it's still great and just totally enjoyable and charming uh Hamilton yes did make it I promise you there were multiple votes for Hamilton Iron Man, the original Iron Man did make the list. And I think that's warranted because I don't, we don't know if what Marvel would even be if the Marvel Cinematic Universe could continue to exist if the original uh, Iron Man was not a success. So uh, Pirates of the Caribbean, Curse of the Black Pearl, yes, yes, made that. Uh, Raiders of the Lost Ark did make it. Rogue One, a Star Wars story. And Star Wars Episode Four, A New Hope all made our final ballot. So again, those will be up for uh, voting coming up here at the end of the year. Finally, we need to talk about, because we are just, as we are recording this, five days away from The Mandalorian Season yeah. 2 debuting on The Mandalorian, on Disney Plus. Yes, debuting on The Mandalorian, <laughs> Disney Plus. Uh, so we've been doing our re-re-re-re-re-re-watch <laughs> of Season 1 and um, just really enjoying it again. It's every time we watch it. It doesn't get old. Right. Uh, enjoying it every single mm-hmm. time. And um, I, I want to know your thoughts on uh, Mandalorian Season 1. Oh, uh, it's fantastic. And, um, you know, we've been watching also intermingling the documentary that was um, done on that. Disney Gallery, Disney the Mandalorian. Gallery, right. Yeah. And it's really, I, I think that helps you appreciate the how they did it. The mm-hmm. story is already strong enough mm-hmm. with just watching it. And the characters are And the really characters, strong, yeah. right. Um, you know, and it, it's just such a creative way of telling the story. Mm-hmm. Yeah, in a western type style love it 
Yeah, it's really, really good. If you, I'm sure you've watched it, but um, totally worth the rewatch as we lead into uh, The Mandalorian Season mm-hmm. 2. Speaking of that, uh, what do we expect in Season 2 of The Mandalorian? It's going to be interesting when we've seen, we, we saw a new teaser trailer this week and um, they've had some other things out there. Uh, looks like it's all going to be about, you know, the clan of two out there trying to kind of find the child's baby Yoda, uh, you know, uh, his kind. Now, right, what is his kind? Is it the Jedi or is it his actual species, which we only know of a couple of that species mm-hmm. that have ever existed within Star Wars and they've never named that species. Of course, Yoda is right. the most familiar one. But if you also go back to some of the prequels, you'll see another uh, one there on the Jedi Council. That one's Yaddle, which is a female version oh, yeah. yeah um but uh doesn't have a large part you only just barely see it in glimpses around uh some of the scenes within right. the um jedi council um but they've never you know in, in a franchise that has named virtually everything you've ever seen on the screen they've never <laughs> hesitated on there has never been there's been a mystery as to what the species is that is Yoda, that is the child, right. that is Yaddle. Um, so are we going to find that out or maybe not? Or are we just going to find out more of what Jedi still exist within, uh, you know, in this kind of post return of the Jedi period uh, within the Star Wars universe? Right. Yeah. I mean, I, th- I think they have a lot of opportunities there, especially as a series to, to kind of drive where they want it to give the information and roll that out or create that, I guess. Um, so yeah, I, I think that they could go a number of ways and I'm wondering if the Mandalorian is actually going to name the child, Yeah, you know, um, or if he's, it's going to be very esoteric with Ooh, his little guy. <laughs> little green guy. You know, I mean, but considering it's part of his clan, you know, right. that he might do that. Um, it's just a little piece of yeah. wonder. wonder. I, yeah. So that is, that's only, I am wondering what we, you know, we'll see in season two. I, I think that, um, you know, there have been some leaks as to possible characters out there. And now you never know what is real and what is not right. out there. Um, there's been leaks that there you might see Ahsoka Tano as a live action character for the first mm-hmm. time within this. Sabine Wren, if you know Rebels, uh, may be in this, which makes total sense because she's one of the last characters we've ever seen hoist the dark saber, right. which we saw at the uh, finale of uh, season one of The Mandalorian. So will we see more of her? Totally would make sense because we know, at least at the end of Return of the Jedi, that those two are still out there in the world. They're looking for mm-hmm. Ezra Bridger. Um, so, you know, it makes sense that if they're looking for, there's a Mandalorian tie there and a Jedi tie, right. that that would make sense, but we don't know. One thing that's interesting I saw in a, and I don't know how accurate it is. Again, this is on social media, so take it with <laughs> a grain of salt. <laughs> Must it, be true. But apparently they, they didn't relieve, uh, release any screeners uh, to any of the critics uh, going out there, which kind of tells me that just like they did last year with right. hiding baby Yoda, right. the child from us for so long, there are some things that they want to be sure that they, you know, maybe there's some things that have leaked, but there's some other things they don't want to get out there. So I'm looking forward to some fun, interesting twists and turns as we get to season two. I'm so excited. I know, right? Yeah. Me too. So, <laughs> so I just wanted to do a quick look back at that as we get through. And I'm sure as the weeks go on, um, you know, I, I kind of plan on talking a little more about Disney Plus uh, since we're all staying at home and while watching more TV right now. Well, most of us are staying at home. We're definitely staying. <laughs> 
staying at home. Um, that I, I, I plan on talking about some of the things we're enjoying on Disney Plus more week in and week out. And uh, definitely uh, The Mandalorian is going right. to be one of those right. things. So as for this week's episode, we have lots of stuff for you today, including uh, we now know the dates for the Walt Disney World Festival, we feel is extremely underrated. Right. Uh, better yet, it comes with a hotel deal. So yeah. if you're thinking about visiting and checking this out, um, we'll have some more details on that. Also, even though Disneyland remains closed, uh, <laughs> Yance is coming to get at least a small taste of Disney's California adventure. We'll tell you a little bit about that. And we meet an extremely fierce new Disney heroine. But enough about all that. Let's get to our main topic of the week. So yes, our main topic this week is our five favorite not so scary Disney moments. Uh, this is an interesting topic and it could go a lot of different ways because we didn't really have any true parameters on this. You know, it could be things from films that have been kind of scary, but not so scary. Uh, things from television shows, scary, not so scary. The parks, of course, or just kind of moments in your life that involve Disney that give you that Halloween feel. So uh, this would be, should be some interesting <laughs> lists here. We know Michelle's list will be interesting. Mine, we'll see about, but uh, this should be a lot of fun just the same. Well, thank you. You know, I, I wasn't sure where to go with this list either. And I'm like, oh man, where do I even begin? Like you said, it was so broad and it's like, am I doing it right? I just don't know. Yeah. Well, I don't think there was a right to this. That's the thing is that I think it's just kind of, what do you feel is a not so scary moment that's Disney related that you've enjoyed? And that's kind of why we put it out there. Uh, you know, I, I think we also confused some of our listeners on social media because we didn't get a lot of response. Usually we get a ton of responses on right. these things. Only one or two on this one. So uh, maybe hopefully at the end of this, after you see what we've listed, you'll come up with some of your um, favorite not so scary moments and we'll share them on a future show. True. Good point. So, uh, let's get to our list right away here. And we always start with Michelle because she has the best, most interesting <laughs> list. She's also awesome. I mean, and look at that wonderful shirt. <laughs> I like that shirt. That, Nightmare her, Christmas. her Nightmare Before Christmas shirt better than my Nightmare Before Christmas shirt, but that shouldn't shock you. So uh, let's get to Michelle's number five favorite not-so-scary Disney moment. Well, thank you. So my um, number five is more of an experience, okay. and it relates to food. Okay. Um, and that is experiencing the pumpkin spice shake. Ah. You know, um, from Flo's VA from Cafe, Flo's VA specifically. Ca right, right. Because we tried say, other ones, yes. <laughs> not as good. So um, just first of all, it is it's it is a, a milkshake, uh, and it's topped with whipped cream, has caramel drizzle on it. Um, has like graham cracker little right, chunks in it. exactly. It's really good. Yeah, and, and kind of like sprinkled on the top a lot of times. Um, and as you mentioned, our favorite version is the one from Flo's V8. Um, some of the other locations carry a They're similar. Fine. Not as good. Not as good. Not mm -hmm. as. I mean, it, this one is like a real thick, mm -hmm. rich, flavorful. And, you know, I thought of this too, because um, when I first thought of having a pumpkin milkshake, it was a little scary. I mean, not like uh, scared me, but I was like, oh you weren't my. weren't scared? I <laughs> was that your not so spooky moment? <laughs> yes, so I, was, scary moment? I was. I was cautious yeah. about trying it. Let's say that. Um, not necessarily afraid, but cautious. And um, 
ended up loving oh, it. Yeah. Uh, We've gotten it multiple times I since. I know. Embarrassed to say, I think I don't. I think it was our first time that we got it. We ended up going back for seconds. <laughs> A little embarrassing, but couldn't resist. It was well, we also split it the first time, that's true. and so you know, it's like, one and a half. Yeah, the second time we went, I mean, not the second time of that day that we went, <laughs> but the second time we went and got it, we ended up getting one each because right. we, it was so good <laughs> that we didn't want to just do half of one. That's right. right. That's right. So what turned into a, a cautious concern turned out to be wonderful yeah. and made it to my number five. Good. It was one of my honorable mentions, actually. So All right. Very good, very good. So what about your number five? My number five favorite not-so-scary Disney moment was our Halloween on the High Seas Disney Cruise with Ooh. our family. And that's it's more, I guess it's, a, it's an entire cruise more right. than just a moment. But it was a wonderful, the entire thing was a wonderful moment, just a lengthy moment right, over right. several days, over a week. Well, I think it was five days, five actually, days. for ours. But, um, you know, Disney does it right mm -hmm. and with their decorations and that goes for the Disney cruise as well. Great decorations. You know, they have jack-o'-lanterns on some of the windows, uh, you know, the bed, the big pumpkin jack-o'-lantern mm -hmm. tree. Uh, it just is done so well. Um, we really enjoyed the nightmare before Christmas mm -hmm. sing along where they show the movie and then you sing along in there and, and uh, I'm not going to give it away in case it comes up yeah, for you later on, on but there's something that happens at the end. that's <laughs> a lot of fun. Uh, watching the kids trick or treat uh, across the ship was so much fun mm -hmm. as well. That was great. The character interactions in there, Halloween costumes on the right. ship was fun. And, you know, bottom line, it's a Disney cruise. What more do you need? Exactly. So, uh, it was just a lot of fun. Um, and I would love to do another Halloween on the High Seas Cruise. Agreed. Yeah, it, it, it was a lot of fun. Um, and that's a great choice. Yes, uh, they they do a lot of stories in the evening as well. They have a tree and it seems like it gets more uh, full and spookier as the time goes on. They just keep building up things and, and increasing the activity. So, um, it, uh, you know, to really build up to that party where mm -hmm. you get to go trick-or-treating. And so I agree. Good choice. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's so much fun and uh, highly recommended if you get the chance uh, to book a Disney cruise Halloween on the high seas mm -hmm. sailing. Um, definitely do it. Uh, it's really a good time. You know, everybody in costume and right. just having a, a great old time. So definitely recommend it. So that's my number five. Let's get to Michelle's number four favorite not so scary Disney moment. So my number four, kind of going back to last week's topic, it involves the Haunted Mansion, mm -hmm. uh, specifically the one here at Disneyland when they have the Nightmare Before Christmas overlay and specifically even is uh, coming up to that ballroom scene, mm -hmm. you know, uh, and, you know, we talked about how they have the gingerbread house mm -hmm. there and the the smells, especially of cinnamon as you approach there. And, you know, you just have such warm feelings, you know, you know, our sense of smell can remind us oh, of yeah. other things, of, sure. you know, memories. And, and so it's just a, a really phenomenal part, I mm -hmm. think, of, of that attraction. Uh, all of it is very creative, but that is most memorable or most, yeah. you know, that I look forward to because it's very different each year to see what it looks like as well. So that is my number yeah. four. It does shout Halloween for us and Christmas right. for us because right. it is a 
It is a double holiday, uh, <laughs> you know, event uh, there at uh, the Haunted exactly. Mansion in Disneyland. Um, but yeah, the, you turn that corner, go into that ballroom, get that waft mm-hmm. of uh, uh, of ginger and nutmeg and cinnamon, mm-hmm. and it's just it it does it makes the holiday. So I right. appreciate that. Great choice, oh, Michelle's thank list. Thank you. Always the best lists. What about you? My number four. I have a four A and a four B because you know Hyperion Adventures podcast, <laughs> um, but they're both film related. Uh, so I kind of wanted to tie them together oh, one's from a marvel film one is from a star wars film going back to our live wow. action stuff so uh, my 4a is the thanos snap mm. uh, right near the end of avengers infinity war right. you know um totally caught off guard that when i first saw that film that he would actually pull right. off his quest you know and was just was not ready for that at all agreed agreed it was like really that's how this movie is ending <laughs> right watching your favorite heroes many of them fade away right. left in complete shock and that is pretty much the way the entire audience walked out of the theater in complete shock right. we sat there through the credits everybody was silent you know you just couldn't believe what you just saw and like i said it just it was it, it was like any one of a film experience that I can't recall ever having before when I left that. It really affected me. Right, exactly. And you knew you weren't gonna find the answer out for for about a year. Right. And so it was like how do you deal with this? And you know, and, and like you said, uh they literally had them fade away and it was it was very emotional of how it happened. Yeah. Uh really, really odd situation right. to go through but it did it, it was a not so scary moment for me you know just the feeling that i had after that uh, my other my 4b for my other not so scary mm-hmm. film moment actually was the scene at the end of rogue one a star wars story where darth vader is tracking down the rebels mm-hmm. that are trying to run away from the with the plans right. to get away from him and he's just there taking them out right and left right uh, it made Darth Vader scary again, you yes. know, because, you know, when you, when I was a kid, yes, he was kind of scary, but you never saw him as Darth Vader himself right. really, you know, really dominate out there. Yeah, right. you saw him fight a few times. You saw him fight Luke. Of course, you saw him fight Obi-Wan, but you never saw him just be this devastating force right. as uh, Darth Vader. He was scary yes. uh, at the end of that film. And you, you could feel the terror of those rebels trying to get the plans exactly. out as, as it went through. It was a, and that was a wonderful, not so scary moment for me. Right. And, and how they did, how they made you feel. So at the ed- edge of your seat with that scene, even though you knew that the plans got to Leia, right. it's like, how is this going to happen? Is it going to happen? Oh, it's going to happen, but how? <laughs> right. So uh, so that's mine. I, that's why, like I said, they were just two film moments that I thought right. were really excellent. interesting and very, and they're actually moments that were, uh, you know, kind of frightening, not so not so scary, but still frightening at the same time. Uh, so those are my number fours. So let's get to Michelle's number three favorite not so scary right. Disney moment. So um, again, I'm, I'm kind of seeing a trend here with Disneyland, but uh, and maybe it's just because I'm jonesing it so much. So much. <laughs> but, so, much. <laughs> well, so much. One of the one of our favorite times of the year, obviously, is Halloween. But going into Cars Land and mm, seeing how mm-hmm. they are 
immensely creative with using car parts and things you associated with cars to come up with Halloween decorations that really do look like authentic Halloween decorations. And it's just each year they, they have a little bit different things. They have their, um, you know, billboards and everything that support this and the 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 actual cars have um, their own costumes mm-hmm. and there's you know we've talked about in the past how you feel so immersed into that land anyways and and when you go at Halloween time you know you just feel like yes they're celebrating Halloween like the rest of us and it's so imaginative and so fun that it's awesome yeah I completely agree um the they deck it out as as if the the cars themselves, the characters from Cars Land, right. uh, decorated the place, and uh, it is. It's completely imaginative. Uh, one of the more th- one of the main things that we love about Cars Land, mm-hmm. we love Cars Land so very much. Um, yes, they have great attractions. We talked about the pumpkin spice shake right. already. There, they do have good food there, but they just the creative way they do things right. there the halloween decorations yes the the christmas decorations as well right. the holiday decorations um a lot of fun i right. love it so it's a great yeah. choice thank you who would think you could get spare parts and just <laughs> make something look like a uh, something that you would associate with halloween right you know and they have the some of the music overlays yeah. with the with the attraction so yeah. yeah they do that at both uh the um uh uh, Mater's, Mater's Junkyard mm-hmm. Jamboree and also the uh, Luigi's Rock and uh, Rollick and Roadsters. Right. So, uh, both yeah. great. Both great. A lot Thank of fun. You. Thank you. Love Cars Land. We're missing Disney so much right yes. now, especially this time of year. Um, uh, all the year, but especially this time right. of year. Right. So. Uh, my number three, I'm going to go back to a couple of years ago, and there's going to be a lot of Nightmare Before Christmas ties in, I think, with this. And uh, this one is going to be our visit to the Hollywood Bowl for the Nightmare Before oh, yes. Christmas live for its 25th anniversary at right. the Hollywood Bowl. And now it's, this is Disney, but it wasn't actually a Disney park or anything, but it's a Disney film. Right. Um, and the way they did it, it, it was so wonderful where they... They put out the, the this entire orchestra. They put the film there on, and they mm-hmm. also had some other um, projections as well up there. And then they had many of the stars come out right. and sing their songs, including, yes, Danny Elfman, who, right. of course, wrote all the music and sings as Jack Skeleton, mm-hmm. Skellington throughout that movie. Catherine O'Hara was right. there playing Sally. Uh, Ken Page as Oogie Boogie came out and did the Oogie Boogie oh, no. song. That's it was amazing. so great. Paul Rubens even showed up and, you know, he, he uh, along with Catherine O'Hara and Danny Elfman, uh, do other, our lock, shock and barrel. Right. So they did, you know, kidnap the Sandy Claws exactly. all together. Uh, and it was just, it was just so fun and great and such an imaginative way to put it on. And, you know, it also wrapped up with Danny Elfman, uh, you know, doing an encore with, mm-hmm. of course, his band was Oingo Boingo and he did Dead Man's Party, rocked <laughs> right. that out at the end. And he even, Tim Burton was even there that night and he dragged him out on stage right. at the end, you know, just, it was just all around just a really, really fun night and something that we'll never forget. Right, exactly. I mean, you know, if you, if any of you have ever seen where they have a live orchestra and they're, they're replaying a film, that in and of itself is just, you know, there's something very unique about that experience, even more so than seeing it in a theater. Um, you know, watching the, the actual um, musicians play and you can see in their faces, that, you know, at times that it's intensity, mm-hmm. at times that it's light and, you know, they're enjoying it. Um, it just makes for an interesting way to observe that film. And like you said, this 
had then the next level of actually having the original voice performers on stage singing alongside uh, with the movie. It was just so wonderful. I mean, yeah. it was like such a, uh, like like a, I just keep saying, it's an interesting way. It had additional layers of making it a more joyful experience to right. watch. They had like, people were de- decked out in cosplay. Mm-hmm. They had a costume contest right. before it. Uh, it was just so much fun from beginning to end. And it's in this historic place, Hollywood mm-hmm. Bowl, which has been around forever and just, you know, hosted wonderful concerts and shows for years and years and years and this great movie that we enjoy very much and to see the the stars perform their parts right. it was just it's something like i said we'll never forget exactly so so that was my number three let's get to michelle's number two favorite not so scary disney moment so uh my favorite number two i should say is experiencing the oogie boogie bash at disneyland resort you know um it was just initiated last year it's their inaugural year and and we went to the inaugural one the right. very first oogie boogie bash that's right and you know when we first went i i it was a little scary to think that it was the inaugural one because we know with anything, especially any kind of a big event or, or party that you can throw on, things might not work correct mm-hmm. as, as you would expect or hope. Um, and so we thought, I at least I thought like, oh, this might have some glitches. It might make it a little bit, you know, clunky at times. And is it going to be enjoyable? Did we make a mistake going to the inaugural one? You know, um, and all these things were in my mind. But again, um, those fears were totally alleviated throughout the night when it was just so well done. I mean, obviously, Dizzy knows how to throw an event. Um, and they've had, you know, some experience with their not so their Mickey not so scary mm-hmm. events. Um, so I'm sure they they were able to, you know, build on that. But they they really did make it unique in having, you know, first of all, they had a lot of the characters around. Um, they had an area that you could see a lot of the villains mm-hmm. all at once, and you know, you know, be up close to them. Uh, they had some really great sets for photo opportunities mm-hmm. throughout. Um, they were extremely generous with the trick-or-treating. Um, <laughs> so, so generous. I know, I know. And, you know, and, and they had a great balance because, you know, if if you wanted to be able to have some of the treats that weren't candy, they had great options. Um, they really turned me on to those apple crisps. I love them now, mm. I, you know. Um, right. <laughs> so, uh, you know, having the concern or or the the fear of going to an, an inaugural event like that and seeing it turn out so wonderful. We had such a blast. I mean, obviously, we were with some wonderful friends as yes. well, yes. you know, with uh, Rob and Kim. But it was just uh, impressive to see Disney, you know, develop, a, you know, take an, an existing idea and, and making it different and better. Yes, agreed. And this is the rare time we're actually in sync. This is wow. my number two as well, attending the inaugural Oogie Boogie Bash with our wonderful friends, mm-hmm. Rob and Kim, who, of course, from the Jedi Temple Archives podcast, who I sometimes will pop in on, mm-hmm. and the new uh, Hoop D Duo Review right. podcast as well, which they do a lot of great job of um, looking at uh, Disney stuff, reviewing Disney things, and right. you know, and some other things around the Orlando area and some other areas. But anyway, such a, we had such a wonderful time with them. It was so special being with them. It was their 
not Kim's first time to Disneyland, but it was Rob's first time mm -hmm. uh, to visit Disneyland. So we got to go out there and when we introduced them to Galaxy's Edge right. for the first time a few days prior to that and then showed back up for this and right. had that great party the first time it ever happened. First time in Oogie Boogie Bash. Had just a wonderful experience with them. So much candy. Broadway <laughs> was so much candy. Um, I also loved uh, uh, Villainous, the uh, Halloween version of the World of Color, right. which was really, really cool. One of my favorite World of Color shows mm -hmm. that we'd ever seen. And so, you know, brand new. Sure. Um, just totally enjoyed that. It was themed perfectly. We just had so much fun and it was great to experience it with our friends. Right. It was a very immersive experience. I mean, throughout the park, you, ha you had music playing, um, you know, projections on buildings, everything, you know, just came together to make you feel very immersed in this. And, and you did realize it was Oogie Boogie throwing on this party. Yeah, you know? that's right. He uh, was definitely was definite. evident. Definite. Yeah. And uh, a lot of the, um, the villains throughout the park at different areas. Um, just really cool. Good mm -hmm. stuff. Good stuff. So that was my number two as well. Let's not hesitate any longer. <laughs> Let's get to the Michelle's number one favorite not so scary Disney moment. Well, thank you. Um, and it kind of uh, is a little portion of what was one of your favorites where you were talking about uh, the Disney Cruise Halloween on the High Seas and specifically the sing-along yeah. for Nightmare Before Christmas. Uh, it's it's just a lot of fun being in a theater and everybody getting to sing along with that. You know, wonderful. The music is great in the film anyways. And as you mentioned there, um, and I won't give it away, but Actually, my number one is the ending of, <laughs> of it. And I won't give it away because it's really um, something that people should experience on their own. Right. Um, you know, but it, it's just it was very creative and uh, a lot of fun, uh, as we mentioned with the you know, the whole experience of Disney uh, Cruise Line Halloween on the high seas. They do um, some really wonderful things to make it a special cruise so even if you've gone on other Disney cruises you get a little bit extra on this one and so um, that kind of like I said mainly my number one is really the Nightmare Before Christmas sing-along and the finale of it uh, as my number one very nice Thank and you. I love it too obviously because I already mentioned it mm -hmm. uh, within my list so great choice Michelle's list uh. always the best <laughs> list uh, my number one well I, I mine also kind of is a brings in a portion of something you already mentioned. Okay. Um, but um, it's it just, it, you know, it, it, this is really, I, it's not technically a moment, I guess, mm -hmm. although it could be a moment, but it's going to be every moment, every ride I've ever had on the Haunted Mansion. <laughs> I don't care if it's in uh, Disneyland. I don't care if it's Magic Kingdom, even Phantom Manor within uh, Disneyland Paris. Right. It's always not so scary fun for me. Good you know, point. Um, it, way back to, and I, we mentioned this last week, we were talking about uh, the Haunted Mansion to the very first time <laughs> that I went on it and I cried as a child because <laughs> it was a little more than not so scary to me, but that just shows you that it is there. And then now that I love it so much that it's one of my favorite, my favorite classic attraction for sure. Mm -hmm. um, it, I conquered that fear. Yeah. Um, but every time you go on it, it's so great. You know, it's, it's, it's got its own little magic within it that, you know, is from way back when, but still plays right. and is wonderful today. It's scary, but it's funny. And it's, 
it's just uh it's like the perfect dark ride to me and it does have that halloween slash scary feeling right, exactly then you throw in the worm we're lucky enough out here on the west coast at disneyland to get the haunted mansion holiday where you also get the nightmare before christmas thrown in which we've grown to love so much mm-hmm. it's so funny because we were not attracted to that movie up till like you know, four or five right. years ago. And then suddenly we just fell in love with that movie and we love it so much. And um, having that as part of the attraction is just so great for right. a few months out of the year. I love the Haunted Mansion so very much. And that's why it's my number one. It's just, it's it's always been there and it'll always be this spooky, not so scary fun for me. Right, no, exactly. And, you know, as you mentioned, it's, it's one of those rides that, you know, is such a classic from so many years ago. And the fact that it is still so much a favorite of yours, of, of, of so many people who go to the parks, you know, to think that, you know, with very little tweaking, it has become still, or, or shouldn't has become, that it is still cherished by people. It's 50 plus years old now, 51 years old right. now. Um, and it's still that amazing. That just tells you what a great attraction mm-hmm. is, what the Imagineers did with that attraction. I mean, yes, they've added a little bit to it. They've tweaked some things. Um, they've uh, modernized a few things right. about it, but it's still the same basic attraction and it's still awesome top exactly. to bottom. Exactly. So. So those are our lists. We did get one listener <laughs> mention of what there. Again, I think we confused people and right. hopefully you'll chime in later and we'll be happy to read these on a future uh, episode if you want to give us your five favorite not so scary Disney moments. But uh, Jonathan Cotton hit us up on Instagram, nice. a great friend of ours, and uh, we, we enjoy uh, you know a lot of fun stuff with him and his wife Camille mm-hmm. and their daughter Lorelai on uh, social media. You can find him at Vinyl and Disney on Instagram. Instagram. He said, uh, we did Mickey's Not So Scary at Disneyland in 2014 and Oogie Boogie Bash in 2019. Yeah. Probably the best part was getting to be dressed up in the parks. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, always fun when you get to break out the costumes, costumes. and or mm-hmm. the cosplay or even Disney bounding uh, when you're at Disney parks. That is a great time. Uh, things we absolutely love, though, fire, the fireworks show at the castle, mm-hmm. the trick-or-treat trail in Disney California Adventure, right. and the Descendants party. Right. Oh, yes, yes, that was so fun as well. I know that they're big Descendants uh, fans, especially the little Lorelai, who, by the way, if you've ever seen us put those out on social media, she is our cutest fan. Right. Our cutest listener. Oh my God. She is so stinking cute. (laughs) (laughs) Well put, Michelle. Puts it best. Uh, Anyway, he goes on to say, my special memory was meeting Jack Sparrow while dressed up as Jack. Uh, Camille's was being dressed as Queen Elsa with our good friend uh, dressed as Anna. And having kids throughout the park getting so excited to see them. So right. that's really cool. So that. thank you, Jonathan, for yes, chiming in. Yes, good list. So do you have any other honorable mentions? By I do, chance? I do. And first of all, I want to say, uh, you know, the, the films you did, especially Thanos' Snap, that was really a good one. I, oh, thank you. Yeah. I, I, I wish I thought of that one. <laughs> um, you know, kind of some honorable mentions. Uh, one is going like a, to a classic is the skeleton dance of oh yeah you know, that is a classic right that disney had with the um what is it what was that series silly called? symphonies silly symphonies yes. thank you um you know that just kind of reminds me of um halloween sure. and and obviously too another short would be um the the one where the that Mickey, Goofy, and Donald uh, hunt ghosts. Right. And, <laughs> you know, yeah, that, I, I, that's a I'm cute little Blanking short. on the name of that one, but that one's, yeah, it's, it's, you can find it on Disney Plus. Right. It's great. I think it's too. ghostly something. Yeah. Uh, um, and then 
more for uh, personal is Winnie the Pooh Halloween <laughs> and loving to be able to win when um, our son was small, being able to play that DVD for him. <laughs> and you know, it just kind of, I'd pull it out, you know, during Halloween time and it just kind of was fun. To That's do that. fun. Cool. Yeah, yeah. What about you? Mine were mostly already named. One of mine, I told you my honorable mentions, was the Pumpkin Spice Shake from right. 12V8 Cafe. And you also sort of mentioned the other one. It's just the Halloween decorations. Yes, in Cars Land, they're mm-hmm. magnificent. Um, hopefully, you'll get a chance in the future to go check them out if you haven't before. Uh, but just basically throughout the Disney parks, and especially Disneyland, we mm-hmm. talked about it a few episodes ago, about how we w- went on the double-decker bus, top of the double-decker right. bus, up and down Main Street, USA. And I counted the jack-o'-lanterns they're up there and right. I think I ended up with over 200 yeah it was um, a big number yeah that is how they deck it out uh, the decorations are spectacular I love it and it just shouts Halloween to me right. whenever those first come out in and around usually sometimes it's as early as late August but usually in and around September uh, out throughout October it's right. just it is Halloween to me and it's one of the main reasons we miss Disneyland right so much true so. true it is interesting how they have it um you know, each of the jack-o'-lanterns obviously look very different. How it's still, you still feel the nostalgia of Main Street USA. Like, it doesn't interrupt that. No. You don't feel like you're in a different location. It The the, the way that they incorporate the colors and everything, It yes, it brings in the fall, but it, you still feel like you're on Main Street USA. Yep. Now, they do such a great job with the decorations. And I'll say it, you know, they do a wonderful job with decorations mm-hmm. at Walt Disney World. But... Um, you know, pound for pound, uh, the Disneyland Resort, I think they're decorations for all the holiday seasons, pound for pound. If right. you're gonna, you know, I mean, obviously the Disneyland is a lot smaller than Walt Disney <laughs> World. Um, if you were just, I, I think they deck it out just a little bit better at Disneyland personally. Right. Love both. Right. Um, but I just think Disneyland does just a slightly better job with their decorations. So. Uh, so that's it for our five favorite not-so-scary Disney moments. Again, uh, I know that this was a little bit of a, you know, interesting and confusing topic. It could be. <laughs> uh, we would still love to hear yours. Please hit us up on social media or through our Gmail account, and uh, we will uh, send yours out on a future show. Right. Sounds like a great plan. <laughs> Happy Halloween. <laughs> That was a lot of fun. Yeah, like I said, it's it's a wide topic. Um, what what is considered not so scary to you and and I could be mm-hmm. something completely different to somebody else. So um, it's 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 just an interesting topic. But there's so much cool stuff from Disney that's out there. That's yes, you can get a little bit of a, a scare, but right. uh, you know it's it's mellow. It's team. It's good for everybody. Good right. for all kids of all ages. That's true. Just something to help you feel more in the spirit of the holiday. Yeah. Definitely, for sure. So uh, let's get to our Disney stories of the week. I do have a few for you this week, a few interesting ones. And we're going to start with, we now know the dates for the Walt Disney World Festival we feel is extremely Mm -hmm. underrated. Better yet, it comes with a nice hotel deal. And better yet for us, (laughs) selfishly, we're going to get to experience it on two trips to Walt Disney World. So uh, this from the Disney Parks blog. A global celebration of the visual, culinary, and performing art is on its way to Walt Disney World Resort early next year as the Taste of Epcot International Festival of the Arts is set for January 8th 
through February 22nd, 2021. That's totally exciting. Can't wait. It's one of yes. our favorite festivals. I think it gets, you know, it, obviously Flower and Garden is great. Right. Uh, food and wine is fantastic. But I think uh, you'd be surprised at how actually strong, if you've never experienced it, the Festival of the Arts is. Right. You know, um, I totally agree. I mean, obviously the food and it, and it has some unique foods. And because it's Festival of the Arts, it is something that they try to also make sure that the visual component of the food is something that is very attractive mm-hmm. as well well has a lot of great activities that associate with art that either as adults or as kids they have different types of things that you can be a part of um and obviously like with any any of the festivals at epcot they really do a great job with decorating and theming etc but i totally agree with you it's very underrated i don't think uh, a lot of people really think to capture times to go there and maybe just because of the season it's it's a time of year that you know after the um new year's that people are back in in school or Mm -hmm. work etc so it's a little more difficult to maybe uh plan a trip at that yeah it is a tougher time of year for most people to go out but that's also a benefit if you do if you are able to go out during that time because a lot of times the park crowds i mean obviously right now the park crowds aren't (laughs) what they would be in the past but especially but any time of year um, the park crowds tend to be a little lower during that time of year the temperatures tend to be a little nicer during the time of year right. actually it can get kind of cold during that time of <laughs> year sometimes we, we were out there a couple years ago and it was like in the 40s right. you know so uh but a lot of times it's more around you know the 60s 70s it's actually mm-hmm. really really nice to be out there at that time of year so uh definitely check it out if you've never been before definitely check it out and uh yeah michelle was talking about the colorful food those sushi donuts yes, all day long i'm so I excited know. i hope they have those back next year <laughs> uh, because those are so awesome. good yeah i know it sounds weird but believe me they're delicious and wonderful and pretty yes so like michelle <laughs> Uh, so uh, going on with the story, even more good news. If you're planning on to attend the festival, there is a special offer on stays at the Disney Resort hotels in early 2021, inviting you to be fully immersed in the most magical place on earth. Now, as far as the taste of Epcot International Festival of the Arts, uh, here's what you will experience when you go out. If you go get to visit during that time, you can indulge in over 15 food studios uh, serving culinary art. Mm. As Michelle said, they make them pretty as well. Right. Culinary art all around World Showcase. You can explore and purchase the brilliant and diverse work of Disney and other invited artists on display in marketplaces encircling World Showcase Lagoon. You can step into the scene of a special of special photo locations uh, scattered around the park. Participate in a paint-by-number mural that serves as a collaborative art project for all, which is always a lot of fun. Right. And if you ever want to see that, um, we and we've had them on our show before, but... Um, Young Adventures. Oh yeah, uh, has a YouTube video where they had their kids involved in that as well, and it's it's really well, it's a really cute video, but it's really interesting to see. I I guess I had never really paid attention to that mural. I mean, I walked past it and saw mm-hmm. that, but um, really enticed me to think, oh, maybe we'll do that too. Yeah, we've done we haven't done it at the arts festival. We did something similar at the uh, D twenty three Expo right. twenty nineteen, uh, where we actually it was a 
paint by numbers thing. And we, mm-hmm. it was for uh, a mural that was going up in one ch- a children's hospital right. or something. And there's, there's a portion of it that we actually painted. And yes. It's a small portion, but we are a part of that mural. So, and that's really cool to be able to say that you're a part of this piece exactly. of art that's hanging uh, somewhere for people to enjoy. Right. Somewhere. So, uh, also you get to watch as visiting artists create their magic right before your eyes. Catch perform- performances by favorite Epcot musical artists such as uh, Mariachi Cobre and the Jaminators. Nice. Uh, and join an artful scavenger hunt as you search for figment around World Showcase. Mm-hmm. Who doesn't want to do a scavenger hunt for figment around I know, World right? Showcase? And of course, there's all sorts of festival exclusive mm-hmm. merchandise that always is. So now on to the hotel deal that's uh, available now. And this is whether you want to do the arts festival or not, but it's during this time. And there are some really great bargains going oh. on right now if you're looking to go for a stay during that time. Uh, you can save up to 35% on rooms at select Disney Resort hotels for stays most nights from January 3rd through April 17th, 2021. So beyond the Arts wow. Festival. Yeah. yeah. Um, the discount depends on the level of Disney Resort for your stay and the dates you're visiting. Uh, the lower percentage that we're going to talk about here are for Friday and Saturday nights of your mm-hmm. stay. So you get a little bit less of a discount if you're staying on a Friday or right. Saturday night. So uh, value resorts, you can save from 10 to 20% savings. Moderate resorts are 15 to 25%. Deluxe resorts are 25 to 35%. And deluxe villas, most are 25 to 35% except for the Boulder Ridge Villas at Disney's Wilderness Lodge, the Copper Creek Villas and Cabins at Disney's Wilderness Lodge, Disney's Beach Club Villas, and Disney's Polynesian Villas and Bungalows. Those are 15 to 25% off depending on uh, right. the dates that you're staying there. So, And you can book now through March 15th um, for yeah. those days. So jump on that if you're right. thinking about uh, getting there. Even if you already have a reservation, uh, you know, you're probably well with... Uh, out of the cancellation date, you know, right. and the cancellation dates are even tighter. They let, you know, they give you more right. leeway now with what's going on. Yeah. So, or you um, can modify it and yeah. get the discount. Yeah, either way. So, uh, definitely check into that and see if one of those works for you. Now, uh, back here on the West Coast, if you're missing Disney's California Adventure Park, we are so much. Uh, but there's a chance coming for you to get at least a little taste of it. Again, from the Disney Parks blog, beginning in November. There will be even more distinctively Disney dining and shopping for you to enjoy at the Disneyland Resort when down when the downtown Disney district extends to Buena Vista Street. So Yay, this is basically the Main Street USA of Disney California Adventure right. Park. It's very similar if you're if you only know the East Coast, if you only know Walt Disney World, uh, when you walk into um, the Disney's Hollywood Studios, mm-hmm. they're Similar, not the same, right. but similar in many regards. Uh, Buena Vista Street will open soon with select shopping and dining experiences. Here's what will be available if you're thinking about going out there. Uh, if you want to do a little holiday shopping, you can head to Elias and Company, which you probably know is divided into distinct sections mm-hmm. for men, women, and children. So you'll find something special for the entire family. Also, uh, Julius Katz and Sons, you can uh, peruse even more holiday merchandise and uh, Disney-themed uh, home decor there. At the uh, Kingswell Camera Shop, uh, which they offer great giving ideas like frames, photo Mm -hmm. albums, more. Uh, So so all three of those shops will be open for you. Yeah. If you're looking for uh, something to tempt your taste buds, uh, the Trolley Treats is open. They offer classic candies, old-fashioned confections, and all kinds of freshly made treats. Uh, Also, vending carts will be open offering popcorn, churros, ice cream, and other must-bite treats. Yes. Uh, If you want to, you can also swing by the Fiddler at 
Pfeiffer and Practical Cafe for the enchanting sights and sounds of Buena Vista Street and a cup of coffee and a yes. scrumptious artisan sandwich. Uh, if you're looking for more of a sit-down option, uh, you can go to Carthay Circle Lounge where yes. you can unwind in their expanded outdoor seating area featuring an all-new menu of cocktails and dining. Mm. That sounds fun, yeah. Love also, uh, Smoke Jumper's Grill is going to be open. So that's just kind wow, of around the corner right. as you're heading towards Soren, uh, just right around there. Uh, they serve up tasty classics for lunch and dinner with a streamlined menu of burgers, fries, onion rings, craft beer. And uh, the best way to approach that is you're, you're going to want to do it through the uh, Disney at the Disneyland app, it's uh, mobile, mobile ordering, order. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, that's great there. I actually think Smoke Jumper's Grill is, if you're looking for a burger and some right. onion rings or whatever, it's pretty underrated. They have some good burgers right. and some um, good fries and onion rings there. So uh, they haven't said yet when that's going to be open. They just said it's going to be sometime in November. So we'll let you know when we find out the exact dates. But that's a lot of fun. Right. It's great that they're expanding. Um, Downtown Disney is just so immensely popular <laughs> because people are really wanting to They see, want that touch of Disney. Yeah, they want life. that yeah. touch of Disney. And so it is, you know, we know that to try to experience that, you have to, you know, be willing to kind of experience some weights and challenges and, you know, virtual cues and right. everything like that. Um, but I, I know that people who have done it have really been happy they did it. It's just, it is a very popular area anyways. Um, and so they do get a lot of locals routinely. So yeah, and it's not it's like great that they're expanding. If you only know Disney Springs, Disney Springs is a pretty large mall mm-hmm. essentially. And this is a much smaller mall type yes. area. It's not as big. So, um, and when you think of all the people that are within a short amount of driving distance right. of it, it's uh, it, it can, can get pretty crowded. I saw again today that they're on social media. They're like, just no, we may be delaying you getting into <laughs> park or getting into downtown Disney because there's a lot of people wanting to go there. Right, so, right. Uh, but still, um, if you get a chance, a lot of fun. Um, I'm excited. I don't know if we're going to be able to make it up to uh, Buena Vista Street to go and uh, Carthay Circle Lounge mm-hmm. sounds like something I really could use right now, but <laughs> I, I don't think we're going to get up there, but still, we hope you get a chance to, and please tell us all about it if you do. Right. So uh, moving on, finally, Disney unveiled the first teaser trailer for Raya the Last Dragon this yes. week. It was phenomenal. Uh, this is straight from a Walt Disney Company press release. Uh, the it, the movie features, of course, Kelly Marie Tran. We found out about that just a few weeks mm-hmm. ago, that she is now playing the voice of Raya, a lone warrior whose mission is to track down the legendary last dragon in a bid to save the Kumandra and unite its lands. Uh, so th- talking about the trailer, uh, just had a great scene of her kind of uh, getting into what looks like some sort of temple right. or something to try and... Um, uh, get I don't know what it was, but she was trying to get, and she was going through all these different. It had a very Indiana Jones right. type feel to <laughs> it. She even had this little um, armadillo, <laughs> cutest little armadillo right. you'll ever see, helping her get through some of these uh, booby traps and everything. But she looked fierce. She was fighting, and it just it was really impressive, and it looked visually stunning. Definitely did, you know. And we saw a little bit of it introduced at D twenty three Expo um, la- last year. Yeah. Yes. Last 2019. Right. It seems like, I know. <laughs> man, it seems so long ago now. Wonder why that is. Right. And and I just remember the first time we saw it, it was like, wow, that's amazing looking. And so when we were getting ready to watch the trailer again, I thought, okay, we'll see something new or whatever. And again, 
re-feeling that, wow, this is amazing. It's very unique looking. It's, it's very, I, I don't, I guess, yes, your comparison to Indiana Jones is good. But other than that, I don't think there's really much you can compare it to. Right. It's visually uh, very stunning and very different than other Disney movies that we've seen. And um, the uh, animation is just crazy it just looks real yeah it did when the, the footage we saw at the d23 expo 2019 um like you you hardly know that it was animated right. it looked so realistic mm-hmm. uh the, it's also the first uh, disney film that is uh focusing on the southeast asia mm-hmm. uh, part of the world so that's kind of cool as well so here's the synopsis that also came out with this press release of the film it says long ago in the fantasy world of kumandra humans and dragons lived together in harmony but when an evil force threatened the land, the dragons sacrificed themselves to save humanity. Now, 500 years later, the same evil has returned, and it's up to a lone warrior, Raya, to track down the legendary last dragon to restore the fractured land and its divided people. However, along her journey, she'll learn that it'll take more than a dragon to save the world. It's going to take trust and teamwork as well. Raya the Last Dragon is from directors Don Hall and Carlos Lopez Estrada, co-directors Paul Briggs and John Rippa, and features, as I just mentioned, the voices of Kelly Marie Tran as Raya and Aquafina as the Last Dragon Zizu. So, um, and it's scheduled to be in theaters on March 12th, 2021. However, we know how scheduled to be in right. theaters <laughs> is right now. Let's just we'll hope see. that we, we it does happen. But I'm excited for it, and that trailer just made me that much more excited Agreed, for it. Yes. Yeah. So very cool. So that's it for the Disney stories of the week. However, we never leave you without some sort of tip that might help you on your next vacation, whether it be to the Walt Disney World Resort, Disney Cruise, sometime maybe Disneyland. We'll see. <laughs> uh, but we always start with Michelle. One, because she's wonderful, great. Uh. She does the best research. She has the best tips. Yes, that's right. I said it. She has the very best tips. Let's get right to it. Here's Michelle's tip of the week. You're too kind. I hope I can live up to that. Uh, you always do intro. every single week. I you live know. up to all that. I don't know, but you're kind and sweet. So um, one of the things I was thinking of is, is you might be missing brunches. Even if you're getting to go to Walt Disney World and experience some of the dining there, um, you know, you might miss some of those brunch experiences. Um, and until they come up with them again, uh, just thought some ideas that you might want to consider. So one, you could look at uh, looking at the menus of different uh, pl- different of the dining locations and seeing, you know, what do they have? So for example, if you're looking at the Grand Floridian Cafe, mm-hmm. um, their breakfast and their lunch have a lot of similarities. So just go there and plan to have your own makeshift brunch you could start with mickey waffles and then after a few you know after you're done that and had some coffee maybe then move on to their lobster thermidor burger you know you know just kind of or avocado toast i mean just try different things to make it your own brunch Mm -hmm. as if you were to you know be at at a location and you're trying different things that kind of blend from breakfast to lunch fare um the other way that you could do that is looking at the times like some restaurants have very different menus for breakfast and lunch and looking at the time that they switch over. So using the wave at the contemporary uh, or Bay Lake Tower as as an example, um, they serve breakfast until about until 11 and they start their lunch at 1130. So as long as you're arriving there, you know, say, say by like 1045, which is kind of when you might want to consider a brunch anyways, right. you could go in, order a dish from their 
breakfast menu. And then by the time you're finished that, their lunch menu would be available to you and then you could start ordering items from that as well. So just kind of your own way to, to experience a brunch while at Walt Disney World. And even though it may not be classified as such, you're making it your own. That's a very good point. Michelle's <laughs> tips, always the best tips. Yeah, that is a great way to be able to make your own brunch. You know, it doesn't have to be like a scheduled brunch. You make it your own brunch. Right, you know, you, right. you turn it into brunch. It's part breakfast, part lunch. It's right. brunch. And as Mary Poppins said, enough is as good as a feast. That is very true. Mary Poppins, so smart. I Almost know. as smart as Michelle. <laughs> Uh, my tip this week, and this is something that we discovered actually on our Panama Canal Disney cruise that I didn't know existed before because it had been a, a little bit since we had uh, done a Disney cruise. Now, um, I don't know for sure that they'll be going forward for the, with this when Disney Cruise finally gets sailing again, but this is what they've had going on. And so I'm just going to assume that because uh, it was very, it worked very well for us, I, I would think they would want to keep this moving forward. And that's the fact that uh, when you're on a Disney cruise, you know, it's tough to stay in contact with those at home because, you know, you have to pay for internet a lot. Right. Uh, you know, if you're going to try and do a phone call, that is like an arm and a right. leg, you know, you're going to be paying a lot of money for that. But there is a way to do it for free. Now, first off, I'm going to say and one thing that I'm pretty sure they'll still have going on because they've had going on for a long time is be sure and sign up for the free 50 megabytes of internet on that first day. It doesn't cost you a cent. You sign up for it and you have that. Now, that's not a lot. But it does give you a little something if right. you need to connect with somebody, if you want to check right. emails, whatever. It does and you don't you have started. to use it on that first day. And you don't need to use it on the first day. It's good for the entire cruise right. if it'll last that long. You know, if you have a shorter cruise, uh, you're more likely to be able to stretch it out. Um, but um, so that's part of it. But also, one great thing that they have going on, or at least they had going on, was that if you have an iPhone or an Apple product and you're looking to connect with people even on the mainland that also have an iPhone mm -hmm. or an Apple product, they have free iMessage on the cruise. You can iMessage somebody. So whatever your text program is on iPhone, you know how when you text somebody, that is iMessage if you're texting somebody also on an Apple product. Right. So that's completely free. All you have to do is when you get on the ship is connect with the ship's Wi-Fi. Be sure you're in airplane mode, but with the Wi-Fi on because you don't want to get and right. accidentally get charged <laughs> for uh, some of the uh, connections at sea and everything. Right. But uh, if you know somebody, if you have an Apple product and you know somebody that you want to connect to anywhere in the world, really, that also has an Apple product, um, it won't cost you a cent to do it. We found this out actually midway through our <laughs> right. cruise. We went halfway through the cruise. We could have been doing this the whole time. Uh, but that, that happened. And the one way you'll know, and sometimes it can be confusing to you, is if you look at your phone and you text somebody and if it's just saying that you're staying with the standard colors that come with your phone. If the, the text bubble that you send out is blue, that means that's a, an iMessage. It's connecting from iMessage. If it's right. green, then you're connecting with somebody with an Android phone or whatever, and it won't work. Well, it doesn't work right. for Android phones, unfortunately, at this point that we're recording this right mm -hmm. now. Um, so you can't do it for that. But it is a benefit for you if uh, you have an iPhone or an Apple product, an iPad, you know, whatever, an iMac, whatever, mm -hmm. um, and you know somebody on the land that also has that same thing. And believe me, that is a huge money saver if right. you want to be in contact uh, with somebody back in the mainland. Exactly. Now, is that only when you're at a port? No, it's when you're at, anywhere when you're at sea on the ah, ship. Oh, yeah, cool. anywhere. 
So I, I can't remember. promise you the speed of it, right? but it does work. We used it ourselves at sea because remember, the last half of the cruise, <laughs> we were not in a port for actually more than the last half of that cruise. True. We were never in a port. That's so. true. That is a good point. So, right. And again, I don't know. They were testing it out. Uh, it went for at least a year. Um, I don't know for sure that it's going to continue moving forward, but we found great success for it. Uh, a lot of people raved about it, that mm -hmm. it was a great thing. So hopefully they're going to continue it. And if they do, um, it's, a, it's a great way to stay connected with people, with your family and friends at right. home. Right, right, exactly. Great so, tip. See, thanks. yours was much better. Uh, I don't think so. That brunch <laughs> thing, that's much more likely to be put into use for sure, for sure. Uh, that's it for this week. Next week, well, we're going to take another time traveling journey. We've already looked at Disney in the 80s and Disney in the 90s. Well, this time we're going to venture back to the beginning of the millennium and, well, not the 1900s, <laughs> but we're going to have this millennium. And we're going to look back at Disney in the 2000s. So, uh, well, there's lots of interesting stuff to mm -hmm. explore here. And we all know Michelle will do the, she does the <laughs> best research. So she'll have a lot of cool stuff to talk about that happened uh, throughout uh, 2000 to 2009, uh, yeah. Disney related. There's a lot of interesting stuff out there. Mm -hmm. Stuff you may have forgotten that happened during that period, but it's all going to be a lot of fun for yes, sure. Yes, looking forward to it. Yeah, so it should be a fun little walk down memory lane. And we hope you will join us for that. Uh, we appreciate that you join us today. In the future, you can find us most everywhere you get podcasts. However, the very best place to find us is on our own website, HyperionAdventuresPodcast.com. And while you're there... You can sign up for our newsletter. Please sign up for the newsletter. As Michelle always says, we don't do anything with that email. Right. We just use it to send the newsletter, and we do not jam your inbox. Once a week, usually comes out somewhere midday on Tuesday, maybe a day later if I've got stuff going on. But it's usually on Tuesday, and it just is another way to stay in the know in the Hyperion Adventures world. Right. And we just love to share things with you. Definitely. And that is a great way to do it. We also love to share things with you on social media. We are on Twitter at Hyperion Podcast, Facebook, Instagram, and Pinterest at Hyperion Adventures Podcast. We do put these shows, most of them, out on YouTube. If you want to watch some of these episodes, we have a lot of pictures. Again, you can see how lovely Michelle is. You can see my really hippie, yeah. bushy hair that's going on right now happening as it grows out until I get my hair cut. I don't know when I'm going to do it again, but at some point I will. But you can enjoy the growth while it's happening. And if you want to find us on YouTube, just search Hyperion Adventures Podcast. Hit subscribe and you'll know whenever we have a new video. If you ever want to connect with us for any reason, you can always hit us up on our Gmail account, Podcast at gmail.com. Right. We do love hearing from you, and we do share back with you, respond back to you, and uh, please, anytime you want to reach out to us, send us an email. Yeah. We would love to hear from you very much. So. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Hyperion Adventures Podcast. We look forward to sharing some time with you again next week. Until that time, I'm Tom. I'm Michelle. And we hope that you have a magical week. <laughs>